0: guys. My guest today is Dr. Aisha. She is a former practicing physician turned coach specializing in helping high achievers create change in their lives. So Dr. Aisha left her practice to immigrate to Canada and really rediscover what she wanted to do. Um, She started by, you know, bridging the gap with with minimum wage jobs and leaning into her coaching, which sort of combines her medical background and coaching and some spirituality in there. And so certainly, if anyone is committed to to making change, it is she. And her core message is really that in order to make that meaningful change in our lives, We need to slow down long enough to get off autopilot and really connect to our thoughts and desires because the world can be loud and distracting and you get a lot of feedback and opinions and possibilities dictated to you from the outside, but you're really trying to hear what it is that you want on the inside. So you know, she jumps into some some techniques that that we can use to do that work of trying to quiet ourselves and our minds to to reconnect. So, it's so a really interesting conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And yeah, on to the episode. Dr. Aisha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm really excited about this this conversation. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what your background is
1: okay well I'm really excited to be here I've been waiting for this conversation for like the last couple of weeks and I'm so glad we're getting to do this now um, a little bit about myself uh, I'm a physician by background and I like to say like I work as a clinical specialist at the hospital by day and I'm a change specialist by night it's one <laughs> of my catchphrases um, and I work with high performers. In the capacity of that, that, I specialize in change. And these high performance performers would range from your entrepreneurs, coaches, athletes, um, healthcare professionals, executives, lawyers, creative artists, you name your average Joe, I pretty much work with them. Um, and I mentor them to explore the right rabbit holes and not get lost in the maze. So some of them find themselves like stuck in a rut whether that's creative or in a particular phase in their life or they're burnt out or they're running on autopilot or they're feeling the imposter syndrome
0: mm-hmm. or
1: fear of what people are going to say if they want to step into that next phase of their life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and some of them have like no idea what the next step is but there's that voice in the back of their head that's like something's got to change something's got to change and that's like usually when they reach out to me and what i notice what they all have in common is this massive amount of untapped potential. And I think this is where it goes back to like energy attracts energy. Is you being a person that has a lot of potential will attract other people that have high potential as well. Mm -hmm. And I sincerely believe everyone on this planet has tons of potential. It's just people who will do something with it and those of us who will just sit on our haunches and it just passes us by. Um, So yeah, that's like in a small.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's definitely sort of, you know, the audience here are primarily lawyers who've worked very hard and they're sort of, you know, for the most part, doing really well in a career, they just are realizing that it's not aligned for them. Mm -hmm. And coming up against that sort of thing you said is like, something has to change, but feeling very stuck because they don't know what it is that needs to change exactly, Mm -hmm. and how you would even go about sort of figuring that out. So sort of sort of how is it that you sort of think about how to help people sort of break through and, and be a you know, sort of catalyst for change for them?
1: Honestly, I lead by example. So I am not going to teach someone something that I either have not taught before, have not experienced. Theories are great. Learn- taking on a course is amazing, but unless you've actually walked through the fire reading about walking through a fire isn't going to actually show me how to walk through the fire for someone else. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm a physician by background, but when I came to Canada, that all changed very quickly. I was no longer a physician and I had to pivot. I also wanted to utilize my medical knowledge, um, but I had to be very mindful of the fact that in order, if I wanted to go back to being a physician, I would have to go back to medical school. That wasn't going to
0: happen because you know, eight to ten. Of my life, I already <laughs> yeah, if better. there's anyone that's more invested in their education than lawyers, it's doctors, right? <laughs> yeah, and
1: again, I'm not a teenager, and I'm in my, I'm not in my early twenties. I don't have that same energy. Um, and again, the whole reason I left the physician life behind and relocated to change my environment was the same voice that other people will have in the back of their head like it's no longer aligned it's no longer working and when I would have conversations with either my colleagues or with other with my friends I would constantly hear that I'm ungrateful like what are people Mm. going to think like think of all of this that you've accomplished and you know you have like a certain place in society now and healthcare professional professionals and lawyers you're like the cream of the nation like you worked really hard to get to where you are. And now this is a huge part of your identity. And if you're going to leave that, there's going to be like a lot of back talk. I heard it for a really long time. And that's what also kept me stuck there. Yep. I didn't yep. want to let that go. But at the same time, it, it no longer was sitting well with who I was becoming. I was growing into like, I want to create a bigger impact. I want to reach more people. But in order to do that, I had to let go of a portion of who I was, yeah
0: well,
1: like I, I I had to let go of the fact that I was no longer a physician, yeah, and I would move to a different country, and that was another calling, like I wanted to leave that entire life behind because I knew if I stayed there, yeah, maybe I would like quit my job and like start a new role, but because of the same environment and the same energetics around me, I'd probably get pulled back in, but if I just like left. I left cold turkey, cut the cord, yeah. it would be a lot easier. That part was true. Like it was a lot easier to leave. Wow. Um, and
0: I mean, that's a very dramatic It, it sounds really dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: I'm, I'm putting it like, again, there yeah. was like a lot of uh, processing and stuff. Yeah, and water yeah, and like,
0: it in yeah, and yeah exactly. Um,
1: but leaving that was easy, but like having, coming here, and having to, st- like, I'm, I was, I was hitting 30 and having to start all over again. Okay? I knew I needed to change. I wasn't, I was also very unclear on what capacity I wanted to change.
0: Yeah, that's but what I was going to ask.
1: <laughs> first step, I was never going to know. So again, like here I was hitting my thirties, starting like part-time jobs at like, you know, restaurants and like retail stores. And at the same time, like, you know, taking on like additional courses and, heavily leaning on the tools that I've learned in the last eight, nine years to see what I could do with them and how I could impact people's life, uh, people's lives. And again, I was very new to the online space. Like I had done informally coaching people for eight years, which is very different than when you come into the online space and now you have to create content, you have to understand marketing, you have to build a business side of it. You need to know copywriting and all of these words were just like, what is happening? And, I was so, and that was another level of overwhelm. Yeah. But at the same time, I was now was excited. This was a whole new challenge and all of this stuff that I had to learn in order to actually, okay, lay down the foundation of the business and what are the people that I wanted to work with. And it's very different in the online space because before I was getting like word of mouth referrals and my previous clientele was more. People that wanted me to work on one, like face to face, like they want to meet. So
0: place. the people that, so this was the, you were working with people as a coach back when you were still practicing or yeah, this
1: was very yeah. informal. Like it yeah. wasn't, um, like an established business. I was just, this was something that was part of my passion. Like I was ah. fascinated by human psychology And how different people's minds work and why people think the thoughts they do, what experiences brought them to that certain stage, why they make decisions the way they do, Uh, like subconscious mind, rewiring, understanding neuroplasticity. Those are my passions. So, like working with people in an informal capacity was like me just feeding my passion. Right. But then that's again very different than like doing it officially.
0: Yeah. But it puts you on that road, right? Like the fact that you were willing to sort of explore this side project so to speak to sort of see like okay Okay, wait I seem to really like enjoy doing this work
1: like I was I would be so excited to finish my day and informally go coach somebody and I think that was it like that the fact that that constantly kept creeping in was was like the last straw on the camel's back like yeah this would be something I would like to explore but again didn't have a lot of clarity like it was just like Bits and pieces of like voices coming, like little weird downloads that weren't entirely pieced together, like pieces of the puzzle, little bits here and there that weren't very clear. Um, But it it, it was clear that it was time to let that go. And again, because I heard it so many times, like you're so ungrateful, you have so much and you think about what you're going to be giving up. It got stuck in my head like, Oh my God, am I really making a huge mistake doing this? Yeah. And then, of course, like, you know, when I started working up, working those part-time jobs and it was really grueling. Was what was this a good right. decision? And like, I need to remember things like my student debt, which is, you know, right. things that you carry over. Uh, and it stays with you for a while, right? Like, that was the bigger decision that I had to make when I was leaving was like, I'm going to have to be, I'm going to be paying a lot lesser than I was yeah to get rid of the student debt, and I'm gonna have to start all over again, yeah you know am I really ready to do this? But when I looked at it like standing from the outside, it looked like a huge mountain, yeah, so I had to like really break it down and really go back inward to like why why did I need this so desperately like why was it not enough that I was doing the job that I was doing, yeah, and that was making an impact in changing people's lives too, but why was it not enough? Yeah. You know, like, why was it no longer aligned? And over time, like the answer that came to me was there's more than one way to help people. Yeah. And it's okay to change. It's okay to change at 20, at 30, at 40. Like, this is the person I am now. Five years from now, I'm very sure I will be listening to this interview and be like,
0: "Huh, I, know. I used to be her too." I know. I have. I've learned that lesson. You know, I left the law and went to you know work in higher mm-hmm. education, and you know, it was it was a big move at the time. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, "Okay, that's that's it." I I figured out the other thing I'm going to do with my life, as if mm-hmm. it's like. So finite, right? And now I realize I'm like, I make no commitments. Like I'm yeah. <laughs> probably going to have a whole bunch of sort of iterations. And it's because I've gone through this process now that I I'm more comfortable with that sort of what you're saying of yeah. like and I,
1: constant I, evolution. Yes, and I fully agree with that. Constant evolution, staying in that fluid state. Yeah, you know? and allowing yourself to make mistakes. Like that was a hard one for me.
0: Yeah. Again, That's a big one for lawyers too, right? Lawyers, it's just I like to, they would, yeah.
1: yeah. I think uh, people listening to this, lawyers yeah. will definitely understand. We don't fail, we don't make mistakes. Making mistakes is hard, failing is hard. We are we are crippled by it like. Yes. Think about like the notes I would write, right, for, for yeah. patients or like at my work. I would go over it a whole bunch of times if I would send it out because if it's not perfect, it's not going out.
0: Right. You know, right. it doesn't
1: matter how much time it's taking, if it's taking away from my personal life. I'm going to be staying late. I'm going to be cutting out of my social life or like things that I'm passionate about doing. I don't know whether it's training or writing, going to movies, meditating, whatever. I will yeah. cut from my personal time to perfect right. what I'm right. working on. Yes.
0: Yes. And
1: those are those again, big, big parts of our identity that I had to unlearn.
0: Yes. I love the way you say that unlearn mm-hmm. because I think, um, I think, particularly when you've been trained in this kind of perfectionism Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, like high stress, high stakes jobs in some ways, Mm -hmm. like even as a lawyer though, I'm like, we're not saving lives here, kids. So let's Mm -hmm. everybody chill out a little bit. We're not doctors, but Mm -hmm. I think we are so assimilated into that culture and we've learned how to sort of, sort of behave that way. Mm -hmm. And it becomes something that we just think is how it's done. You know, it's, we don't realize that it is just, sort of something that we've learned that we could also just learn something else.
1: (laughs) And the fact that we're surrounded by other people that are in that same energetic frequency of like, you know, high stress, high stake environment. Yes. And we've made that the normal. If you're not doing that, you're not normal. You're underperforming. You're not a good employee. You're just not good at what you do. And, you know, it's time for you to leave. And nobody, like nobody who's come out of medical school or, gone through law school wants to leave because it took so long and it was a tumultuous road to get here right like, uh, to this day I look back on like medical school is not easy like I don't know what I was thinking doing it <laughs> <But, laughs> yeah <laughs> in hindsight because and then again the same thing like you said I took it as such a finite thing like this is it this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life and I yes. got stuck in it yeah and weirdly like this is, this is funny in hind like, again, you know, my, this famous phrase from Steve Jobs, and this place in my head over and over, like in my present state, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. Yes. Informally, when I was coaching people through the difficult things that they were going through in their relationships, or, okay, I, well, I don't want to go more, too much into that, yeah. Yeah, a lot of that work under NDA. So um, whatever it is they were going through, I was coaching them that change is inevitable it's constantly happening in our lives you can accept it at a conscious level and be in the driver's seat or you can let it drive you but either which way it's happening right and weirdly this is so hypocritical on my part like now that i look back at it i was stuck in like but i'm an md i'm an md i'm a doctor i'm a doctor i'm a doctor i'm a doctor and i couldn't let that go and then of course like if every time i would bring up that conversation with my peers or my friends or even family, it was like, no, like, no, it's just don't be ungrateful. What are people gonna say? Oh my right. god, the one that I hate the most. What are people gonna say? Like yeah. now, I couldn't care less what anyone's gonna <laughs> say. <'cause> I'm <laughs> so at peace with myself.
0: Yeah, um,
1: but it was such a big conversation. Like, yeah. what are people gonna say? And that gets stuck in your head. It's like you're constantly evaluating yourself and this on this barometer of your colleagues your peers your friends your family and of course like okay i'm a physician so like most of my friends are other people in healthcare profession right right right. and lawyers similar concept like your Uh, friends are like other lawyers in whatever specialty they specialize in yeah so it's the same thing like you know and then you hear the same thing from these other people and the one i heard the most that really terrified me is like you don't become a doctor and let that go and Over time, when I processed it for myself, I realized, yes, you don't become a doctor and let that go. Similar to lawyers. You don't become a lawyer and let that go. But that doesn't mean you can't serve people using that knowledge and experience in a different way. Yeah. That was the missing part of the conversation. No one would extend that. It was always like, oh, you don't become a doctor and let that go.
0: Yeah. 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 So, right. Yeah. It's part of who you are, right? Like yep. that's, uh, we talk about this a lot is that it's not that you're throwing what your experience is in the trash, no. but you're allowed to evolve from it. And mm-hmm. and some people, I think, you know, the work that ends up suiting them mm-hmm. isn't that far da- you know, away from practicing yep. law. And then there are some people for whom it's way far away and doesn't look at, at all like practicing the law. All of those things are okay, yeah. but you have to start with asking yourself, what is the what is the work that I do that really lights me up, right? Yeah.
1: And th- I'm so glad you mentioned that. What is the work that lights me up? This is, I think, so important simply because the world is getting so loud. It is so loud out there with your media, your social media, like all these different channels, of communication is so loud it's so hard to know what you really want for yourself, like our levels of awareness and I say that it's with respect to everyone, I'm sure there yeah. are there are people out there that have very heightened levels of aware self awareness. kudos to you guys, but like the majority <laughs> of us yeah. have our levels of awareness somewhere in the gutter yeah like we are we run on autopilot. Our habits are like formed in our subconscious mind. Like I don't know, four or five, ten years ago, we just rinse and repeat the same day, day in and day out. Yeah. We consume the same social media, and our what we want is what is being thrown at me from an external source. Yep. You know? Yep. So the conversation around like what do I really want requires such a huge disconnection. Yes. And this was like m- my early twenties, that disconnection for me was really early in the twenties trying to figure out what it are. And that was when I decided like, I w- at that time, like, okay, I'm happy being a physician in mm-hmm. that period of time was, there, was disconnecting from all of this noise. I, right. I, I stopped socializing as much. I stopped going out as much. I stopped talking to people at work. I stopped looking at my phone. Like, I remember selling out my, uh, I, it was an earlier iPhone. I think it was iPhone 5, something.
0: Yeah.
1: I sold it and I got like that very basic little Nokia device that could oh, just click yeah. in text messages <laughs> and phone calls. And even then, I was very mindful who I was talking to, um, what text I was reading and sold out my TV and like that MP3 player I had. Like, I didn't want yeah. it. I, I wanted to disconnect, like, hear what was happening inside of me yeah and like the first couple of layers of what was happening inside of me was just all the noise that I had absorbed
0: yeah yeah
1: know? and like there was no room to make mistakes there was no room for trial and error because I wasn't giving my pers- myself permission to do that and I had created good enough autopilot system for myself. Like, you know, I had graduated. I had a decent job. I was making good money. I was slowly paying off my student debt. So like I was doing well. I was checking off all the boxes. Right. Right. From the outside, someone would say,
0: yep, it's all looking good. I looked really good.
1: And um, because like people on the outside saw that I was doing well, I internalized that to mean like I was also doing well on the inside. You know, yep. like God forbid, I gave myself permission to like look inward. So that disconnection. Well, I heard a lot of people call me crazy, and from that, from that, I went on to doing informal coaching, um with like just working on see what other people were thinking in their heads. Like these high yeah. performers in these different fields, what was happening in their heads? Yeah. Like if I could like remove them from the noise, what would I hear underneath that noise for them? Yeah. So yeah, this was like a huge journey. Like I remember it was like six, seven months. Of like allowing myself to make mistakes and going to certain experiences, and then asking myself, "What do I feel?" And in the beginning, I, I the question of "What do I feel?" I had no idea. I was like, "I'm happy. Mm, I don't know. I, I know. feel joy. I don't know." And that I don't know drove me. I think in. the I don't
0: know is like the core mm-hmm. thing keeping people stuck because I think there's a lot of there's a pressure from you know friends, family. There's mm-hmm. this kind of fear of of change as well. But what I hear a lot is that I just, I don't know what else to do. And I don't even know where to start to try Mm -hmm. and figure it out. Because these sort of patterns, and like you said, like the autopilot that Mm -hmm. we're all on, is just keeping us moving. And we don't even know how to stop just being on autopilot and listening to ourselves. And it's, you know, you know, I I see a lot of people like looking for being like, I'll be happy if I just get another job and like Mm -hmm. trolling the job boards and everything. And I'm like, that's not going to solve it.
1: No, no. you know. And like, there are a lot of these like
0: solution templates
1: out there. No disrespect again, but like, you know, you can figure it out in 30 days. Like for the first 30 days, I didn't even hear anything. Yeah. You know? And this is like, I'm very clear when I start like one-on-one coaching, it's like, please spend 90 days with me.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, if you really look, and if if you're not committed, I'm not even interested in working. Yeah, with you because okay, you know, you have money to throw. There are plenty of people who will take your money. but yeah. if I do not help you create the change you're looking for, I I'm so passionate about what I do. It's like it just feels yeah. like I'm doing a disservice to you and a disservice to myself. Yeah, if I take money, but I don't like if we don't even get like minutely close to the results. That yeah. You're looking for in, yeah. Know, in your life. Um, but. Like for the first thirty days I I literally heard nothing. It it was that regurgitated information that had absorbed already. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, I would I was I would travel to like where I remember I went to like Nepal, Thailand, like I went to like a whole bunch of places and those first two, three trips, I swear I couldn't tell you what was happening in my head. Like I had my little tiny Nokia phone, I wasn't taking pictures, it was just like I just wanted to be one with nature or one with my surroundings, but I couldn't connect. Yeah. I knew how to study. Like, I was a good student. I had graduated. And like I kept going back to that. Like, what is wrong with me that I can't connect to my surroundings? But like, I know how to study. I know how to like, you know, I, I, I'm analytical. I can come up to good, uh, give me a problem. Right. Right. But why, what is so inherently broken inside that I can't connect? To my surroundings mm-hmm. For those first couple of trips it was hard giving myself permission yeah like let's make a few mistakes let's do a couple of things wrongs and see what happens yeah. but that was also like okay this is risky you know like of course it's gonna like hit my identity in the face like no but we gotta be good at this right we have to be good um but over it, it came slowly it came over time and i had to like really break it down bit by bit, it was like, yep. break that mountain into a little hill, climb the hill, yep. you know, get to the top of the hill, build a tent there, get comfortable there, get to know that hill really well before yeah. you climb up to the next one. Instead of like, okay, this is this whole mountain and let me see if I can get a jet and get to the top because you're not going to learn anything.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But that, with that came like so much resilience. And like, once I found that connection, i got so protective of it like it was because it took me so long to get there for me
0: yeah you know like yeah. I, was,
1: I was consciously aware of all the work of all the work that i had put in that's when i, I went into learn stuff like nlp eft time techniques yeah and then i created one of my own called ppfj it's like a past present future journal it's a practice that i do for myself and i do that yeah. with my clients um meditation techniques breathing techniques um understanding dehypnosis and neuroplasticity and biohacking. Because again, that was the other thing. Like if you're in brain fog and your biochemistry is out of whack, all the coaching in the world, all the mentoring and guiding and teaching isn't going to get through. Like you need to have your numbers in an optimal state for you, your hormones, your enzymes, your body needs to be not in surviving, but in a thriving state in order to actually be able to make the connections that you're looking for it to make. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I mean, I, it's so interesting, because I, I know that there are some people out there listening, being like, I just want you to tell me how to get the job I want. And I love like all that you just said, like, mm. all of the things, you know, and maybe you can go into like one or two of like, you know, absolutely NLP or, mm. um, and explain to people what that is. I am mm. somewhat familiar with it. Mm. Um, but this idea that you aren't looking to start solving this problem by looking outwards. You're looking Mm -hmm. to solve this problem by looking inwards. Inwards, What are some of these sort of techniques that people can use to start making that connection with themselves again?
1: Uh, I would recommend, and this is something I'm working on creating a free resource for, is creating a disruption in the beginning of your day. Like disrupting your energy from the start of the day, and and I don't mean that by like taking a walk or stretching. Like those, all those things are great, but the first thing people I want people to do, and this is something I'm working on my clients with my clients with right now, is if you have a trampoline, it's amazing. Hmm. If you can like jump in spot or like crazy that you want to physically move that energy before your autopilot kicks in, before your body realizes we're awake. And your subconscious and your conscious mind, like go into that gear of like how we're going to rinse and repeat the same day as yesterday. Disrupt that energy. Disrupt that energy by creating a crazy movement and have fun with it. Different things work for different people. I came up with like, I love jumping on the trampoline. So I invested and I got myself a trampoline. I worked out the same. And I've been doing this for like a couple of years now. I love it. Yeah. This is my favorite. I talk about disruption in energy and one of my clients took that and they're like oh I go into the shower like they have apparently like one of those giant triangular jacuzzi shaped tubs, mm-hmm. and they put like a bouncy thing like a I don't know what they call it there's a name for it honestly I don't yeah. know but they showed <laughs> me a picture of it it's like a bouncy thing so that they don't slip in the tub
0: uh-huh yeah. Right?
1: and then they'll start their shower and they do like crazy jumps in the shower in the while shower. the tub is filling up so oh. the water helps them wash out the energy from the night before and then they get to start their day fresh. Yeah, And it helps them with clarity. Yeah. How about but,
0: dancing? Okay. That's what I'd want to do.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I give yourself room. That you yeah. want to give yourself, go through the trial and error period. I can give you like 200 tools. Right. Like I've been learning this stuff and implementing it for like so many years. I I take the stuff that I know and I can modify it to like what I feel like you would need. But then yeah. you're the one who has to go and experiment and actually right. get cons- practice it consistently for a few days and yeah. then come back and tell me, oh, this works and this doesn't. Right. You know, and I modified it to this and it worked for me.
0: Yeah. How you does know? someone know if that works? Like, how do you know if you've successfully you're disrupted good. your, your you're autopilot?
1: The first, honestly, first three days, it's going to feel like everything is the same, except you might have like a, you'll be solving a problem or you'll be executing a task and there'll be a little bit more clarity there. Or mm-hmm. you'll have you'll be thinking of a problem, but you'll be looking at a problem, but coming up with a solution that is not normal for you. Huh. But then you have to be consciously aware of the fact that these things are happening. And then this is when I say, like, I need you to document this stuff. Yeah, I was going to say
0: journaling seems like it needs to yeah, happen. And here then <laughs> you can either write it. Yeah. I keep trying to get
1: everyone to write by hand because, like, there's that connection between your mind and your retic- uh, your reticular activating system. Like, this is you're develop- developing a pattern and strengthening your neural pathway. But we live in a digital age, and you know, like
0: a lot of people, and
1: yeah. we would prefer notes. Like you know, it's very quick, but it's like yeah, oh, on I'm with you. Go. I
0: like pen to paper for this yeah, stuff. Like I, I have yeah. like I think I have journals for like everything. There's a journal by my bed. There's, there are journals
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> I like I have my like my work. I know. Oh my god, it's crazy, but yeah. I love it. Like I love writing, and the fact that I can see it. My hand remembers it. Like there's a pathway for yeah. developing it, but this is a practice I've developed over the years. Um, people like taking notes and I will educate you on the fact like you know, there's a disconnect that happens between the screen and your ASTA scan on the retina so it doesn't register as well. But yeah, you know, if you're not if better you're not yeah. better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. If you're not going to write, then yeah. please take notes. But there needs to be yeah. documentation because if your mind doesn't see proof that I did this. Then yeah. it's just like, why am I, you know, why we we already have a system that works, right? You know, we're alive, we're breathing, we're digesting our food, we're going to the bathroom. Like those are the essential things you need to survive, right? Yeah. And we have a roof over our head. Why do I need to waste these three minutes of my morning to do this instead? Right, right. So if you're not giving it proof, like, hey, this is working. I did this. And then over yeah. time, it expands,
0: right?
1: right? right. So I... I Again, I respect my clients' confidentiality, so I try not to go too much into their detail. I'll tell you everything that I can about my experiences. But, like, some of the things that I would tell them, like, this is how you can disrupt your energy, and I think this would work for you. And then they go, and some of these creative artists, like, will completely change it into something that is so unique. And I'm just like, wow, I am so lucky to work with you guys. Like, I would have never thought of that. Because, again, I try to keep it really simple, you know? Yeah. And – most people are really busy, like, you know, even if you have your 9-to-5 jobs or whatever it is you're doing. Even or if your 9-to-10 like, like, jobs. Yeah, <laughs> <Some but> whatever <laughs> it is, like,
0: oh, my God, yeah. like, I remember those yeah. days.
1: The 9-to-10 yeah. or the 9-to-12, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. like, oh, my God, I just get home <laughs> enough to sleep and then go back in. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah,
0: like, I try to keep it really simple. Do people, like, um, like for example, like, the listeners here are like, I don't know what I want to do. Is it that you sort of go in with that problem to be solved in your head? Or do you just sort of disrupt and see, does it sort of trigger sort of this creative thinking that isn't sort of your logical thinking and it's working in the background a bit? So you're bringing that creative thinking now to the surface because
1: it's like, I always say this, there's like a whale between your conscious and your subconscious mind, right? And as soon as you wake up, and like, now you're awake, like your cortisol's done its thing. And it's like, okay, fine. You know, time for us to like start about our day. Your cortisol, yeah. your estrogen, and, testosterone, yeah. like, okay, time to go up, up, up. It's like, you're starting the engine. You put the car in first gear, the wheel is in place. So it's before the car goes into that first gear, it's like, I'm going to disrupt it enough so that the wheel doesn't get time to settle in. And I can have that connection between my 95% of my subconscious mind to my 5%. And huh. just enough so that yeah. some change can start coming through. Because yeah. again, anyone that's thinking like, "Oh, I'm not happy practicing law. I want to do something else," but I have no idea what that is. Yeah. And if I don't know what that is, and I can't leave this until I know what my next step is. Yep. But I'm also not willing to explore it. Then you're you're not changing. You're still stuck there. Yeah. And it, next thing you know, it's like five years from today. Yeah, and I'm still thinking about like, yeah, I'm not happy practicing law. Something needs to change, but I haven't given myself the grace or incorporated tools to disrupt. Exactly, I, this is kind of my word for this year is disruption. Yeah. We need that. We do, we need disruption from our yes. normal routines. We need disruption in order to develop a connection between our conscious and subconscious mind. Because it's not just going to happen. You're not just going to be thinking. I'm sorry, but I'm not. You're not just going to be thinking yeah. positive thoughts, and something great is going to happen. You're not just going to be think, saying positive affirmations all day long, and something great is going to happen. There, is, there needs to be imperfect action. It. You, you're gonna. You have to do your part in order to, for the universe to do their part. For yeah, the universe to do its part, not their part. Sorry, yeah. that was like, yeah, yeah, but
0: yeah, no, absolutely,
1: to, yeah. And then, depending on your personality, like some of us are bigger risk takers than others. and You need to like, and this is why. I like, I love the human design. I'm very new to it. Oh my I'm god, like, I'm
0: so into human design. Okay. You
1: could probably <laughs> me on that a lot more. Like, I, this is very new for me.
0: Yeah, um,
1: but like, there was a lot. I, I when I started doing research on it, I was like, Yeah, oh my god, that's so me. Oh my god, that's so me. But like, do you again, know what like, your
0: like profile is? Yeah, I'm a generator.
1: Okay. And like, uh, I have circulatory, authority, uh, four, four, cross six, regal authority. Like, yeah. again, I'm very new to it, but like, the more yeah. I read on my specific design, it's like, oh my God, that's so me. That is so me. So me now. And then I also reflect because again, I have, I'm very in tune to journaling every morning. That's my yeah. thing. Like, yeah. Depending on what time of the day suits you, there's no specific time of the day that you can journal. Right. And some people hate journaling. Great. Record it. Record it as a voice message. Maybe you really like seeing your face in camera. Record it as a video. There's so many different ways to do it. And like, no one shoe fits all. So you just got to find a way that works for you. So whether it's journaling, typing notes, recording, whatever it is. Um, so like I journal a lot, but now looking at my human design, I'm like, Oh my God, that's, that feels so right for me. And then I go like two or three years in the past. You no, know, my previous notes. And I was like, "Yeah, oh my God, no wonder I wasn't happy. Yeah, like no yeah. wonder that was like that. Would, that didn't feel okay. That didn't, and I didn't know my next step, right? So, like coming here, started working part-time jobs. And it was hectic. I was question. I was back into that questioning space. Like mm-hmm. again, brain hate decision fatigue.
0: Yeah, there was a yeah.
1: in place that worked really well. We were very comfortable. Why did you do this to us? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so exhausted. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'll take a marketing assistant job. But like, I just can't do this like minimum wage part-time.
0: Anymore. Right, right. Um,
1: but like, you know, I would fill out those applications too. And I would call in for an interview. And then when they would tell me, oh, you know what? You can come in and, you know, we'd like you to shadow somebody for a few days at Flake and like just completely ghost them, <laughs> which is horrible because- as soon as I got this job, I wrote to everybody that had ghosted. I was like, I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. Because it was also like, you know, I didn't do all of this. I didn't leave everything behind to start fresh, to yeah. just settle for another job. Right, right. So that's another scary thing. Like, especially when you come to a whole new country and you're like, you don't know, you don't know anyone. You don't longer have a network. Yeah. Um, it's like a whole new place is really easy to land a job. It's like, okay, it pays the bills and get comfortable again.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: I was afraid of, like, I, this was the thing that was scaring the crap out of me. I didn't right. want to get comfortable and complacent. Right, right. Yeah, you know, that makes total it, sense. Yeah. Like,
0: I feel like that happened to me in some ways is that I, I escaped the law and I got this job that was, it was much better and I really yeah. liked it. But boy, did I get complacent for a bunch yeah. of years in there. Yeah. So, this was in my head, like,
1: and, I'm so grateful that I had this huge fear of complacency and that pushed me to continue like, okay, I will yeah. keep doing the part-time work until I find a role that is relevant for me. And now I'm, yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for like a, for a couple of months now and the team of people that I, I get to work with every day and the physicians and in, in the hospital that I get to interact with my boss, like, they're such incredible people, and the work is yeah. amazing. Like, <laughs> um, again, you cannot—you can only connect the back, dots looking backward. Right. And one of the be- best things my boss says: "Like, you're really happy right now. Who knows? Maybe in a couple of months or another year or so, you'll be ready for something else. Yeah. And you've got to give yourself that grace. I lo- I'm so grateful that finally I got my energetic frequency to a place." that I could attract other people like that, that have that same mindset of like, okay, yeah. you know what? Do the best you can now. But if like an, I don't expect you to be here for the next six, seven, eight, ten 10 years of your life. Yeah. If after a while you're ready for something else, we'll be applauding you on. Like, yeah.
0: You know,
1: yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. So again, you can only connect the dots looking backwards.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I want to start wrapping up, but, you know, if there's, if there's sort of one piece of advice that you could give to someone who's in that stuck sort of spot and mm-hmm. what, I think a lot of what people are thinking is like, this sounds like it's going to take a long time. <laughs> and they're freaking out about that. Mm-hmm. And, and just like, what would you tell them about this process and where is a good place to start? Well,
1: uh, to answer the first one, time is going to pass anyways. Yes. I love, I love that. I love that. It's talking <laughs> you right now. Yes. I told myself, like, I was thinking about this for like two, two and a half years. And yeah. it went by like two and a half. Before I yeah. knew it, it was like already 2019. And I remember yeah. thinking like, oh my God, I was going to like do something different in 2016. It's already 20. 20- time is always yes. going to pass. And you can make a decision to make the change now or later but it's happening the same thing i yep. tell my clients change yeah, is I love that. you can be in the driver's seat and be the one in control or you can be in the passenger seat either which way it's happening right. yep. and one of the first things that i would say to anyone who's looking to like okay i'm ready to leave law but i don't know what my next step is is have an exit strategy. Have an exit plan. I had an exit plan for myself. Yeah. I gave myself that last when I gave my notice, I had a ninety day window, so I gave my notice and then I started breaking it down like by numbers. Yeah. What was I going to do? okay, so I'm going to be leaving how much like you know how much time was I willing to give myself in this yeah. right um what what were the thoughts that were coming through so like these are the that, that's telling me the direction that now I want to go in. And I, I work with a mentor because again, you need to know which rabbit holes you need to explore, or I'm going to be like looking for this, for like what I want to do for the next four or five years. And it's not going to come through. So knowing which rabbit holes to explore and giving yourself the grace to make mistakes and having somebody guide you and hold you accountable. This is really easy to like, okay, I have an exit strategy. And then, you know, the closer that 90 day mark comes to an end, it's like, okay, no, 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 no know maybe next like okay I'll take my resignation back okay you know maybe maybe I'll do it later like okay I'll give myself another six months it's really easy to fall into that but have somebody in your corner that's batting as hard for you as you are for yourself and that'll Mm -hmm. keep your awareness as high as it needs to be and somebody who's walked the walk because somebody who hasn't like gone through the adversity and the challenges of change They'll be able to give you the theoretical portion of it, but executing that on your part is going to be really hard. And then when challenges come up for you and when you're going through your emotional upheavals and stuff, they're not going to know how to handle it. You You need to work with somebody who's going to know how to handle it, who's going to be able to get you through that rough patch. Like, okay, we're going to feel what we need to feel. We're going to process this, but we're still moving forward. We're not going back. Yeah, yeah.
0: Not to get scared really off once you start doing the yeah. doing the
1: work and yeah. there's like a lot of things that you need to unlearn you need to lean into that fear I'm like okay I am in the driver's seat now and that suddenly yeah. the steering wheel feels so huge it's like my hands are so small no I'm not ready this seat is not comfortable <laughs> yeah and get comfortable with being uncomfortable
0: uh, yes exactly like this is Being comfortable got you where you are, where you're Mm -hmm. not happy. (laughs) And so sort of almost inevitably, you're going to have to be a little uncomfortable. And I think like,
1: also you, like I was, I think there was another thought in my head. I was like, I've been on this planet for like almost 30 years now. And I've gotten to this part here. For a while, I was happy. In the beginning, you know, when I started doing it, I was happy, happy, happy. And then at some point it, like the joy was gone and it like started feeling out of alignment. And I was super scared reaching 40, looking backwards and thinking I just rinsed and repeated the same day over and over. Like I had a good paycheck and had a pristine title, but I don't, I didn't want to reach 40 and think, Oh my God, I wanted to do so much differently. Why, why am I here now? Like what's my carbon footprint? What about what I wanted? I don't even know what I want because then I would be even more lost than I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that frightened, that scared me so much.
0: <laughs> I, totally, I, like, no. I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's, I think it's, Um, I think it can feel overwhelming because th- sort of the path that you're suggesting and some of the solutions that you, you sort of, or sort of uh, try to help people find it, this isn't, this isn't the logical linear thing that we're used to learning. And I think, you know, people are kind of like, what are you talking about? Probably just like, you know, I don't, I don't quite fully get what this is, but it's sort of Mm -hmm. that thing of like, you just have to start slowing down, Mm -hmm. disrupting, Mm -hmm. letting that creative brain sort of bubble to the top and just start solving some of these things for you. Right. Yeah, and take an integrated
1: <laughs> approach to it. Like it has to be 360. It's not just yeah. one thing you're working through. You're working through the entire thing, but yes, bit by bit by bit. Yep. Yeah. Yep
0: well thank you so much this has been really interesting and i love getting into all of these things and i feel like i'm gonna have to have you come back and tell us all about like the details of all the like Uh, how our brain changes and neuroplasticity and everything i would love that like i'm such a
1: huge nerd about (laughs) this one and this is why i have to be very careful like when i start talking about neuroplasticity i make notes before because I
0: would be going on for the next four or five hours and somebody's like, please stop her. Somebody make her stuff stop. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a good sign that you're doing something you that, you know, yeah. lights you up, right? Yeah. Which is it's what we're great. all trying to find. Well, thank you so much again, Ayesha. This has been great.